that's life, I guess. I love your dress. Do you? It's pretty. Thanks for the memory of faults that you forgave. Rainbows on a wave. And stockings in the basin when a fellow needs a shave. <laughs> Thank you so much. the memory of tinkling temple bells, alma mater yell, and Cuban rum and towels from the very best hotels. Oh, how lovely it was. Thanks for the memory of cushions on the floor, hash with Diddy Moore. That pair of gay pajamas that you bought and never wore. <laughs> Say, by the way, whatever became of those pajamas? Huh? Huh? We said goodbye with a highball. Then I got as high as a steeple. Did you? But we were intelligent people. No tears, no fuss. Hooray! Hey, Betty Jo Tucker, Movie Attic Headquarters, every Tuesday at 4 p.m. This week, she celebrates Fred Willard. Check it out. Let's keep it going for the summer here. I'm trying to do a theme for Memorial Day, but we'll, like, play it by ear.
great occasion. We were all standing backstage after the performance, and the Lord Mayor of Glasgow just walked around with the Queen, you know, we were so excited. I wasn't because I was drunk, you know. <laughs> That's where they make the stuff, you know, up there. It's beautiful. It comes out of the tap. And, uh, I was standing there, and of course, very nervous, and Lord Mayor said, Your Majesty, may I present Mr. King from America? And she said, How do you do, Mr. King? And I said, how do you do, Mrs. Queen? <laughs> I don't think I'll ever go back. <laughs> no, but she was a very charming lady. Of course, my wife was there with me, but she didn't meet the Queen. Of course, that was when I was there. Now, to hear the story, you think that she doesn't make a move without my wife, you know. Because women lie a lot, you know. No, I mean this. You know, I've been married 12 years. And I found out that when a man becomes successful, in any degree the woman to change it. Now, I come from the Lower East Side of New York. I never met a comedian that didn't come from the Lower East Side. <laughs> I know a very talented comedian from Cincinnati moved to the Lower East Side of New York. <laughs> and uh, actually, I lived so far downtown, 14th Street was like Connecticut to me. You know. <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> yes. I met my wife there. We come from the same neighborhood. In fact, my family had more money than my wife's family. And we were on relief. You can imagine what a thrilling... <laughs> yeah. Of course, to look at my wife today, you'd never dream she came from so humble a beginning. You know, you think she came from a plantation in Virginia somewhere. And that's one of the reasons she's not too happy with me, because I'm the only one left that remembers where she came from. <laughs> Anytime she opens up a big mouth, I remind her where she came from. I like to think back... The old days when we were so happy, so much in love. We were married two years. My wife told me I was to become a father. This is a big moment in your life. I like the way the women tell you important things. They don't discuss it over the dinner table or during the evening. They wait till you're sound asleep. Have you ever noticed that? It aggravates them that you're sleeping. Now, my wife stays up all night because she hasn't got no place to go in the morning, you know. She watches the late show, the late, late show. She salutes the flag, sings the star spangled banner. <laughs> She waits for the thought for the day. You know, you can lead a horse to water, but remember what a wet horse smells like and all that. <laughs> and, uh, now, I was asleep, as I said, and my wife walks in. Now, when the woman walks in, you're asleep. They do little things to find out if you're really asleep, you know. Like, all oh, the lights go on, they slam the door, the stools go down, and then the cough. You ever hear a polite cough? <laughs> Then she says, are you up? Well, even if you're dead, you react a little. <laughs> then they get alongside of you and they stop at the elbow. Did you ever get the harpoon in the ribs in the middle of the night? Alan, if you're not doing anything, it's five o'clock in the morning. I'm always busy at this hour. I play polo every morning at five o'clock. What do you want? I have a strange desire for some exotic food. She run down to the All Night Delicatessen and get me a corned beef sandwich with some chocolate sprinkles, some whipped cream, a piece of watermelon, and a sour pickle. Well, you know, sleepy as I was, I realized that this was it, you know. I had seen enough movies to know that this is the way it is. You ever notice when a woman is expecting how she really takes charge of your life? The first thing, of course, the neighborhood wasn't good enough anymore. 
She said, I don't want my children growing up in this neighborhood. I can't afford where I'm living now. What do you want from me? The kid comes, you don't like the neighborhood, let him move. I'm saying, I am. She says, Alan, let's buy a house. Now, you know, I've been making fun of the suburbs for many years, and this is actually the way I moved out there. She said, let's buy a house. Everybody's doing it. You remember. Ten years ago, the exodus from the city to the suburbs. Someone cut a ribbon, they fired a pistol, and the land grants were out. <laughs> Onward to the suburbs, these gallant pioneers with the covered wagons and the mink stoles hanging out the back. You know, yeah. <laughs> Everybody out there. I bought a house for $48,000. It was listed to sell for $12,500. <laughs> I wanted extras, you know. Little things like I needed windows, I wanted a floor in one room. <laughs> Own your own home. Save your money all your life so you become your own janitor. <laughs> That's all it is. The only time my wife talks to me is, Alan, take out the garbage. <laughs> I say, we didn't eat. Where's the garbage coming from? <laughs> she can't stand to see me sit still for five minutes. She collects the garbage from the neighbors just so I can sit down. <laughs> Suburbs, what a ridiculous place to live. Nobody talks to anybody. It's a competition thing out there. You know. I've got one neighbor I haven't seen in four years. He's hiding because he knows I want him to go partners on the hedges. <laughs> That's the big thing, you know, the lawns. You ever see Sunday in the suburbs? You ever see how ridiculous the men look? They work hard six days a week. Come Sunday, they're on all fours like dogs crawling around. They all have the same outfit, you know. Bermuda shorts, sneakers, bony knees. And they all have the shirt with the alligator on it, like a bag. <laughs> How would you like to come home from a drunk on Saturday night and Sunday morning at quarter to seven, the neighbors are out? <laughs> they cut the grass with a motorboat where I live. <laughs> you say, what's going on down there? They say, oh, good morning, Mr. King. They don't drink, you know. They're up. They're ready to go. <laughs> say, what are you going to do about the crabgrass? <laughs> I'm going to let it lay there till three o'clock. Then I'll decide what to do. <laughs> I hope the lawn rots. <laughs> I hope it spreads everybody else's lawn. In the middle of a television rehearsal, my wife calls me on the phone, crying, screaming. I rush home. She's standing in front of the house. Alan, <laughs> lawn is dying. <laughs> I didn't even know it was sick. What do you want me to do? <laughs> I've got a gardener. Oh, he's brilliant, brilliant. He's telling me I have sour soil. I told my wife not to marry me. It's hereditary. <laughs> oh, that sour soil before me. What do you do about it? Gardner says, we use Kentucky bluegrass. That's the finest grass seed in the world. But they don't tell you it only grows in Kentucky. <laughs> I had to buy a racehorse for $3,700. Let them walk around the grounds every Think the gardens are the only thing to worry about? What about the decorators? Are they beautiful? My wife just found two beautiful decorators. Well, a set of bookends like this you never saw. <laughs> they come to the house once a week. They fly around the room. <laughs> they're always wearing sandals. Could be snow on the ground. They wear sandals. And they're always coming back from Italy. They never go. They're always coming back. <laughs> they keep saying, in this corner, we'll put some ivy. 
you know about ivy. If you have a piece of furniture that has a hole in it, it immediately becomes a planter. You know, the ivy, we got it coming out of faucets, keyholes, cracks in the wall. Did you see the new thing where they open up the drawer and the ivy hangs out of the drawer? And my socks and underwear are laying on the floor, but the ivy coming out of the drawer. And my wife keeps telling me the reason we live out there is for the children. Better schools, which is, of course, ridiculous. We live directly across the street from a public school, and my boy can't attend. We don't live in the zone. <laughs> they got kids from out of state going to the school, but we don't live in the zone. They tell me the zone line runs right through my house. According to them, if my kid slept in the garage, he could go to this school. the truth, I could go on like this for hours, but I'll be honest with you, the only reason is I don't ever finish this thing. <laughs> I'd like to finish it by selling my house. <laughs> You've been a delightful audience, ladies and gentlemen, and a happy July 4th weekend, and good night. Thank you. Oh, silence. <laughs> Sorry. I was looking for patriotic music, everybody. Betty Jo Tucker, Movie Attic Headquarters, every Tuesday at 4 p.m. I'm trying to keep uh, the uh, theme going. I can't hear too good on this phone, but Betty Jo says I'm on the air. Betty Jo Tucker also can be found on Amazon in uh, Cinema Stanzas 1 and 2, and It Had to Be Us, and Cake a Love Story, the movie, based on Betty Jo and her husband's life. Also in the last 10 minutes. So there you go. All right, we'll keep this going. I did find a patriotic song. I just have to find it again. I had more, too. I could have sworn I had, like, Yankee Doodle Dandy and all that kind of stuff. But I found one, and I think I saw it in the M's. So I will go there. I hope everybody's having a good Memorial Day. I'll probably be at McDonald's. (laughs) Woo! Okay. All right, let me find that song. And uh, remember... Uh, thank you for your service, everybody. Okay, and uh, that goes out to uh, my niece, Jessica, and her husband, Ryan, and my brother-in-law, and uh, Alice, and uh, my nephew, Jason. Thank you for serving. You all are wonderful. All right, let's find that patriotic song to get going with here, and wishing all my loved ones a happy Memorial Day, too. I miss you all. Big kiss. Here we go. 
can't hear it playing. What is going on? There we go. All right. One more. All right, everybody. Have a good Memorial Day. No need to much.
much as it is. God bless America and God bless those who serve. Thank you. Thank you for listening. This has been What's the Buzz New York with your host, me, Nancy Lombardo. God bless us, everyone. Love you, America. Thank you. Big kiss. Bye-bye. Today is Monday. Just a reminder for those of you shut in like me. All right. Love you all. Bye.